2: southern to the top. To the t- you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: Hey, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Santer from the Southern Bank Core Studios in Hattiesburg. Luke is at the Southern Bank Corps Studio in Laurel. We're glad you're with us around the state on the Super Talk Radio Network, on uh, SupertalkHattiesburg.com, SupertalkLaurel.com, SupertalkSouthwestMississippi.com, and if you catch us later on many of the uh on many of the platforms that our podcast is available. We're glad to have you as well. Great show today. Want to get straight to it. Dickey's Barbecue sponsoring the first segment of the show, and we're very happy to have Ryan Coe. He is the head baseball coach at Kennesaw State uh, University. Uh, His baseball team, part of the upcoming NCAA regional here in Hattiesburg, which gets underway now in just 48 hours. And, Coach, we're thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you for taking out the time to talk to us, sir.
2: Thank you very much. I really appreciate you having me.
3: Well, we're glad to have you. Excited to see your baseball team come here. Uh, I know you spent 12 years uh, as a Major League Scout with the Texas Rangers. You're a Hall of Fame uh, former player with Kennesaw State. I'm sure you must be thrilled to be there now as the head coach, and and what a great way to start it.
2: Wow, I couldn't ask for anything more. That was an awesome experience this year, and this is where we wanted to eventually get to. I didn't know what happened this quickly, but i sure I'm happy it happened.
3: Well, tell us a little bit about your team, uh, Coach. What kind of ball team are our fans here going to see? By the way, it's official now. The uh, The tournament is a complete and total sellout. Uh, there's not a ticket wow. available, Coach, so it's going to be a really electric atmosphere for your kids. Uh, what will we see out of uh, Kennesaw State?
2: Uh, well, you know, the main thing is we're a very offensive team. I feel like we swing the bat as good as anybody. We have a balanced lineup with some guys that can run, some guys that can hit the ball to the park. You know, good mix of right, left. Uh, some guys can do different things. Uh, the big thing is, you know, we just come out and we play hard every day. I mean, that's what we do, and that's kind of the way we approach everything. And they've kind of uh, taken to that, no matter who we're playing or where we're playing at, no matter what the score is, we're going to play as hard as we can to the last
1: out made. So, coach, 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 you mentioned that it, it happened. The turnaround happened a little quicker than you expected. Why? Mm-hmm. What happened?
2: I just think of these guys. It's, it's crazy. They. uh It's such a good group, and they just bonded so quickly. Uh, It's amazing what can happen when they got a bunch of guys really like being around each other and and play really hard, and you have some ability. It's amazing how quickly these guys gelled, and they, I don't want to say they overachieve because they have a lot of ability and talent, but they played really well.
1: Coach, you're you're located there north of the Atlanta area, and with the big facilities being built in the Atlanta area, particularly Perfect Game, uh, some of these national baseball. Federations, if you will, that are getting in there and building facilities in the Atlanta area can only help you recruit future owls. Is that fair to say?
2: Oh, it's, been, it's it's such a great advantage and you know, we're right here and we're able to take get second, third looks at guys that maybe other schools aren't because of our location and you, know, you get done with practice. There's, you know, so many high schools right there, you don't have to get in the car and drive, you can just go right down the road and see a lot of quality talent. It's always been that way. It was here you know, I was here before coaching twelve years ago, it was that way and it's, it's just a tremendous uh, talent hotbed, and it always has been, and it will continue will be, and we've uh, done a fairly good job of keeping guys in state, and uh, we'll continue to do
1: so. Now, the final question I've got before the other guys get in here is, of course, you've got LSU in the opening round, and everybody in, in the South knows about LSU, and we talked yesterday about a potential LSU mystique. How do you think you guys will uh, will handle mentally... Uh, dealing with uh lsu just the mystique not necessarily x's and o's batting and, and pitching but the lsu mystique
2: i think these guys are you know actually excited about it they uh I, these guys like i said they they don't really are too concerned with who they're playing they're just going to line up and play as hard as they can and you know let the just fall in wherever they fall but uh These guys are excited about it. You know, I I don't really sense. they may get out there and see that crowd and get a little intimidated but I wouldn't anticipate that happening. These guys are, you know, they're going to try to do their best and they're going to play aggressively and take it to whoever's in front of them and see what happens here.
3: Well, let me assure you, Coach, the crowd will be big, but the crowd will be pulling for your team. They will not be pulling for LSU. That's a yeah, I can guarantee.
2: I was, I, was, I was lucky enough to have those both those areas last year in my cross area, so I got a sense that will be the case.
3: Yeah, I, I guarantee you that, Coach. The Southern Miss crowd is going to be pulling for you. Get in here, Luke, uh, with with the uh, coach. Coach Coe, thanks
0: for coming on. And you talked about your offensive team guy leading uh, your offensive attack is is a name that you know people in Mississippi recognize. Josh Hatcher, who's a transfer, played for Mississippi State last year. He's leading your team with a three eighty six batting average. He's been a real offensive leader for you.
2: Yeah, not only offensively, but just uh the leader on on and off the field too. You know, having a guy with that kind of pedigree that was uh you know, part of a national championship team and, you know, we've been fortunate I've known Josh since high school. When I was with the Rangers we scouted him and actually made an attempt to sign him out of high school and the money didn't match up, so he went to school. But uh you know, I had the area last year, saw him play a lot and uh Know, very fortunate to have him not only what he's contributed on the field but off the field is to come in and play as hard as he does and, and lead the guys and you know being a part of what he was last year is really special
0: talk about your pitching for a little bit coach you mentioned your your offensive side of course as you just talked about with hatcher who can uh, and, and we don't want you to reveal we're not asking you to reveal any cards scott berry wouldn't do that with us but tell us some of the names um that that the the main names pitching wise that we can expect to see from the owls this weekend
2: yeah, uh, Jack Myers, John Bezniczek are both, you know, obviously transfer guys that have come in for their last year and big, big parts of this thing. Uh, Smith penson coming out of the bullpen obviously has been tremendous for us all year. Uh, Jared Ryan, we've used in a number of different roles, Luke Torbert. So, uh, you know, we have, we're not tremendously deep, but we, when we're winning the game, we'll stack the guys in the right spots and put them in the right situations and, you know, play some matchups. And that's been really our, our, uh, best bet this year with our pitching.
0: Um, Something people need to know about you, of course, as Kelly mentioned and Bob mentioned, you're coming back to your alma mater. But you were there during the transition with Kennesaw from NAIA to D2, and so the rare distinction of being an All-American at three levels, JUCO, yeah. NAIA, and then D2. I mean, this it just seems as if the the Ryan Coe stories come full circle with this regional this year. Well,
2: it's really neat. I don't know if it's, you know, I mean – it's, I don't think it's possible that that could happen. It was just I was in the right place at the right time with the three different level thing, and I think it's kind of a cool fact. And We've tried to figure out if anybody else has done it, and I don't know if anybody has, but it's kind of a cool thing to say. If, if I'm the only person that ever did that, it's kind of a neat thing, but I was very fortunate to be you know, here at the right time and around some really good players as well.
3: Bob? Uh, Coach, what do you know about Hattiesburg, Pete Taylor Park, the environment uh, that you're bringing your baseball team to? <laughs>
2: Uh, I know it's a great environment. I was fortunate enough to just catch, I think I only saw one game last year. I came to see uh, one of my midweek with South Alabama, but uh, just love the environment. I love the, the, the park. I thought it was a really cool place. They do a great job. And, you know, that's honestly, that's where we're trying to get to is that, that school that's, you know, in the regional every year and threatening to go to the World Series and the consistency of the program has been just tremendous over the years.
1: You know, when when the word got out that Georgia Southern and Statesboro was going to get a regional, I thought for sure that you guys were going to get sent to Statesboro. Was that kind of the feeling that you guys thought too?
2: Yeah, really, it was actually kind of shocking. It was either I thought Auburn or Statesboro would be our two destinations just because of the proximity.
3: Yeah. All right, Coach, we've got two minutes left. I want to ask you this question. I was reading your bio and you were a catcher in college. Is that correct? Yes. All right. It seems to us that catchers, for some reason, make the best managers. In college, In uh, our coach here was a former catcher. Major leagues. In Major leagues. So what yeah. is it about being a catcher that makes such a great transition to being a manager or coach?
2: Well, when I was playing, I told everybody that I was the smartest guy on the field. Nobody wanted to listen to me. So I tried my <laughs> best to explain it to so, them. I just think you're the one position that ever sees the whole field. Everybody else has their back to certain positions. You have to learn as a catcher. You have to calling a game. You have to adjust to the pitcher you're calling the game. You have to know where everybody's at on bunt defenses. There's so many things you have to be aware of as a catcher that other positions you're not concerned with. I think it makes you see the game a little more completely. And hey, I catch myself even when I was scouting. Because as I'm watching the game, I would be calling the game in my head and not even realize it. I'd be like thinking to myself, you know, I break the ball here. And I didn't realize I was doing it. It was just such a habit from over the years of calling games and watching games and and being you know behind the plate but uh yes definitely a uh, advantage because you're involved in so many aspects of the game that you are another and
3: i'm going to guess that you're really involved in coaching your catchers
2: yes we're doing our doing our best and that's one thing we've always had here we've been very fortunate to have probably you know six seven draft catchers we had uh max Pentecost, who was a first rounder and won the Johnny bench Award several years ago so we've had a pretty good tradition of catchers here over the years
3: Well, Coach, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to come talk to us uh, on the show. I know our listeners around the state really enjoy hearing about you and your team. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful stay here in Hattiesburg. We think you're going to find uh, in your kids uh, the environment to be absolutely electric. There's a lot of buzz here in town about this tournament. There's a great love for college baseball here in South Mississippi, as I'm sure you know. And uh, we really look forward to uh, to watching your team play. We'd uh, Actually, we'd love to be playing you in the championship game come Sunday afternoon, Coach.
2: Well, I would be very happy about that as well.
3: All right, Coach. Thank you very much, sir.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
3: All right. Ryan Coe, everybody, who is the head coach of Kennesaw State. You know. Probably the mighty Tigers, Mr. Sander, don't need to be looking past. Uh, well, there
1: will be a lot of Southern Miss fans that will adopt the Kennesaw war cry, which is hootie hoo, because Correct.
3: they're the owls. You know, Correct. So, hootie who. All right, well, why don't we just talk to the LSU baseball coach about the uh, opening matchup next. Jay Johnson is next up on the Eagle Hour. Don't go anywhere.
2: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
3: Hey, our thanks to Coach Ryan Coe from Kennesaw State University for joining us in the first segment of the show. This segment is sponsored by our good friends at Campus Bookmart and Campus Bookmart here in Hattiesburg. We thank them for their support. Quick reminder if you don't catch us live on some of the Super Talk stations around the state, you can always find us on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in. Or you can tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. And of course, the program is streamed live on a numerous Super Talk websites around Mississippi as well. Want to get right to it? Jay Johnson is the head baseball coach at LSU. He's bringing the Tigers here, of course, for the regional. Uh, coach Johnson coming over to LSU from Arizona where last year, I believe his team played in the College World Series and actually eliminated Ole Miss from the Super Regionals. So we like, uh, we like Coach Johnson quite a bit. Coach, uh, thanks for coming on the Eagle Hour.
4: Thanks for having me on. Hopefully, you don't like me as much at the end of this weekend. But, uh, gl- gl- but glad I helped you guys out last. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. put
3: no miss out. You'll always have a special place in our heart, coach, <laughs> regardless of what happens uh, happens this weekend. Well, congratulations on your new job, and uh, you know, you uh, your first year, you're thirty eight and twenty, seventeen and thirteen uh, in the SEC, and uh, you're, you're playing in a super regional. So I, I guess you'd have to be happy with your first season.
4: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, I've always uh, been intrigued and and loved this part of the country, loved the people. Um, I'm a football fan, kind of, so I've always followed, you know, big-time college football and the SEC, and it just, uh, people care a lot down here, and so, you know, kind of uh, spending my whole life on the West Coast, uh, very honored to have an opportunity to come down here and, and coach at LSU and be a part of this program, and and to get play against all the uh, great programs you know, in the South, such as Southern Miss.
3: Well, Coach, I'll, I'll give you some breaking news. We got a word about an hour ago the, uh, the tournament is totally sold out. Every ticket is sold out uh, for the entire tournament, so we know that there will be a very electric atmosphere. There's a lot of hubbub down here. I'm just going to be honest with you, Coach. There's already a lot of hubbub about Saturday night. Uh, fans have in their minds that already the Saturday night game is going to be Southern Miss and LSU, but Southern Miss has to beat Army and LSU has to beat Kennesaw State. Am I right about that?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, I people were just asking me about that and uh, the media deal. I just did. I said, well, we're the only team in this regional that doesn't have some sort of championship coming into it, either a, a conference regular season championship or a Conference tournament championship and uh, all four teams incredibly well coached. All four teams are impressive, and uh, we're excited to be part of the field. And you're right; at this point, it's about Friday.
3: Yeah, you're right. Luke, get in here uh, with Coach.
0: Coach, uh, thanks so much for coming on and, and spending time with us. I'm sitting in Laurel, Mississippi, and that's the hometown of Alec Box, uh, who your stadium's named after. And and I, I I tell you that to to just in my mind, you come from one powerhouse of a program in Arizona where you did extraordinary things to possibly you know the most historic program in college baseball LSU it doesn't happen like that and what has kind of been your first year you know when you walk into a place named after a a guy that laid his life down for for his country i mean it's pretty historic to be the coach at LSU
4: yeah i mean the story about that is is awesome relative to the stadium and Mr. Box and what he did and his legacy and It's really cool. I think uh, learning about the history of all of that when I first got here was awesome. And you just, you hear the name of the stadium and it just, it resonates different than anyone in college baseball because of the great fans we have here and the atmosphere and all of that. As far as the transition, uh, it's been great. Um, We hit the ground running. You know, the first meeting we talked to the team, it's like, hey, look, like, I get it. Like, I have to earn your trust. Our staff has to earn your trust. But if you want to try to do something, like, we need to hit the ground running, you know, with this thing. And we've got great buy-in from the players. You know, we're not a perfect team by any stretch of imagination, but we have good players. They've been bought into the team concept. have worked really hard. Did a great job in the SEC schedule, a great job in the non-conference schedule, and, you know, let us let us hear. And, um, I mean, one way or the other, we kind of felt like uh, we were going to be playing Southern Miss either at, at their place or our place. and I'm excited to get over there. It's a great program. Coach Barry has done a terrific job, and I'm um, really looking forward to to being in the Hattiesburg regional.
0: Let's uh, let's talk about your team for a minute. Kind of, you know, the questions about Jacob Barry, 15 home runs, 3.81 average. He's been ca- hurt some, but I mean, this offense that you have, 107 home runs, pretty spectacular. Uh, anything you can tell us, you know, your approach uh, to this regional? We're not asking you to tip any cards, of course, or, or show your hand, but, um, you know, who's going to be available and kind of what's your approach for a regional like this?
5: Yeah,
4: it's one pitch at a time, one inning at a time, one game at a time. And I think if you talk to Coach Barry, um, he would tell you the same thing. The other coaches would tell you the same thing. And um, you can't really get ahead of yourself. I mean, every team in this regional – is capable of winning it. Every team in this regional is capable of going to Omaha because whoever comes out of it is just two games away from the College World Series. So um, for us, it's just a a one-game-at-a-time mentality. Stay focused on the task at hand and and try to play our best. And you're going to have to play your best, and whoever comes out of it will have played their best this weekend.
1: Coach Johnson, I want to talk a little bit about the state of Louisiana because for such a small place, talking population-wise, you've got your fine club in Baton Rouge, the Cajuns over – uh, to the west of you in Lafayette, you've got the team at Louisiana Tech that is headed to a regional with Louisiana is as well. McNeese is a great baseball team. Southeastern Louisiana is headed. Uh, are they headed to postseason? I'm not sure. Yep, so, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Yep. So, I mean, all these teams really in about 200 miles from each other. What does it say about the state of Louisiana? Man, do they produce some baseball players?
4: Yeah, it's pretty cool. And kinda ironically, we had a number of them out to Arizona to play us in the preseason. We played Northwestern State. We played McNeese. We played Nichols. We played Southeastern. Um Matt Deggs was at Sam Houston State. They came out and played us at Arizona. Uh, ironically I played him like in two regionals in the opening game. So when I thought they won their tournament, I'm like, Well, here we go again. I'm I'm gonna play Matt Deggs in the first game for the third time in like a Five-year span, but they sent them over to College Station. But it's a great, great state for baseball. And I mean, I don't think you can have a program as historic as LSU without great players in your state. I think the same goes for Mississippi. Obviously, Georgia. There's great players in Alabama. I just think in this footprint. Um, it's football is the first thing thought of. There's a lot of great baseball players down
1: here. Well, you talked Luke talked about the hitters that you've got on your club, and of course, the only piece of the baseball puzzle you can never figure out is what how you're going to be pitched and what pitch is coming. So, what has been the secret to get your kids to to be such good hitters this year? Has there been a secret, or what's the approach?
4: Yeah, we have a lot of talent. I mean, I brought Jacob Berry with me from Arizona. He's got a chance to be the number one pick in the draft, you know, if not a, a top 10 pick uh, Dylan Cruz, uh, our center fielder, who is the co sec player of the year uh, has a chance to be a, a, the number one overall pick in the 2023 draft Trey Morgan's a great player, Kate Doty. I mean, you start there with just the talent. I think um, they've done a good job of hitting mistakes. They've done a good job battling with two strikes. They've done a good job with their plate discipline, done a good job with, taking team at bats when they're needed and called upon and moving the offense. and We just try to be really complete. And uh, it's a lot of work. I mean, hitting's hard and so you have to stay positive and you have to be really focused on what you're doing and and taking quality at bats. And, and these guys have done that um, and have done a really good job and, should be commended for it because going through that sec schedule is very
1: difficult and my my final question before i throw it back to bob getty is what advice coach johnson would you have for local establishments that want to make sure that your fans thirsts are properly quenched (laughs) this weekend
4: well i i actually i don't drink so i got that so i don't know if i have any advice but i do know that The LSU baseball fans like to have a good time and and are looking forward to coming over there probably. And I'm sure it's a hot ticket. As you guys said, everything's sold out. I think it's a great weekend for college baseball. It's a great weekend for Southern Miss credit to coach Barry for the program that they've built and the, um, environment there. That's, you don't see that everywhere. And, um, it's going to be a great weekend.
3: Well, Coach uh, Kelly and I are doing our best to get our hands on a thousand pounds of crawfish that maybe we can uh, maybe we can start selling uh, sometime Friday.
4: Uh, you're, you're, you're... Hey, there you go. I mean, I got a West Coast stomach, so I've had to ease my way into all of that. It's yeah, me up pretty good here.
3: I'll bet. I'll bet. Uh, just a minute left, Coach. I- I'm curious to know as you as you obviously know. There's an enormous passion for college baseball in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, this part of the country. How does that passion compare uh to how fans embrace college baseball uh, out west where you came from?
4: You know, there's no no comparison. And I'll I'll give you a quick story at Arizona. We actually had as good of fans as there is in the west. They they came out, you know, we would average about 3,500 a game, which were out there was by far the most in, in that region or in the Pac-12 and had a good spot there, but we were playing Ole Miss in the Super Regional last year and um, a fan came up to me like an Ole Miss fan, had a baby blue shirt on and, and literally like yelled at me, goes, hey coach he goes, you guys are really good for this place being a dump, and I was like, what are you talking about I think <laughs> this is a pretty good ballpark like, and so and they traveled out, they had as many or more fans than we did, and so It's cool to be in this region where everybody cares about it, and I I think this weekend will be great for college baseball.
3: There's a huge love for college baseball here in the South, Coach. And uh, Hey, listen, we're very grateful to you. We know you're busy. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us, and uh, needless to say, we're all looking forward to uh, the tournament this weekend and your fine ball club being a part of it.
4: All right, guys. Thank you for having me on.
3: All right. Jay Johnson, everybody, head baseball coach at LSU. That's right. We get all the big people on this show, Kelly. Man, it's and they're call, like calling us. We're, it's we're, amazing. We're cover the tournament like nobody else. We'll be back.
2: To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank 4th Street Bar & Grill for their sponsorship of this segment of the Eagle Hour. Now, that'll be a great place for you to go between ball games. I did that during the Conference USA tournament, and I was never disappointed. You want either. They're right down the street uh, from the Pete. And uh, they'll be open throughout the tournament. Always have uh, the big game on the TV. If you're taking a break from a USM game, you can go down and watch the next game while you have a poor boy and uh, a good time at Four Street Bar and Grill. Real quick, the Southern Miss Athletic Department has announced that the regional is totally sold out. It'll start 1 o'clock Friday afternoon uh, when uh, Southern Miss takes on uh, Army West Point, 6 o'clock. A pair of game times have also been altered for the regional this weekend. Note that... The uh, three, let's see, note that game three set for Saturday, June the 4th, will now take place at 12 noon. That'll be the loser's bracket game. And if necessary, the game on Monday will start at 3 p.m. One of the kids that'll play a big, big role in uh, Southern Miss this weekend is Hunter Riggins, the senior uh, graduate student transfer from Delta State. It may have been his pitching performance against Florida Atlantic that actually Secured the regional for Southern Miss. Uh, Patrick McGee's about to join us. But first, we had a chance to talk to Hunter Riggins right after that game Saturday night, and uh, here's what he had to say. Hunter Riggins with us. Uh, great, great, uh, great job tonight. Yes, sir, I appreciate it. Thank you. I want you to tell me what that ovation felt like when you left the field uh, after the performance you put on the field tonight.
6: Uh, I mean, I appreciate all that. It was it was loud. I could tell it was loud, but I was kind of focused on winning the game and just just recapping everything that happened and all that, and just being behind my guy Dalton. Really,
3: you were in control all night. Uh, you had kind of pitched a little a little bit out of you know out of sync uh, a day, but clearly no effect on you at all. How'd you feel throughout the
6: night? I felt good. I mean, um, I didn't know if I was going to throw it today or tomorrow or whatever, but. Either way, I got I got one more day of rest than I thought I was gonna get because. Um the, uh, the, the weather delay and all that, so I felt, I felt good. You came from a great program.
3: Being from the Delta, I'm very familiar with Delta State. Uh, your pitching coach played at Delta State. You chased the athletic director's records at Delta State. Uh, and tell us quickly how you got here and what the ride's been like for you.
6: Oh, it's been awesome. Uh, as soon as I took a visit here, I connected with Coach Ostrander just because of the way he carries carries himself and talks to players and understands that not everybody's going to be a cookie-cutter pitcher and that went a lot for me, especially being an old guy who's going to come into a new system, so it meant a lot.
3: Hundred and eight pitches tonight. I think I've got that right. Were you tired? Did that stress you?
6: I mean, uh, probably now I kind of feel it. But I've done it. I've thrown a lot of pitches before, and I kind of know how to pace myself for a little bit. I mean, if I got to go, I got to go win a game to try to win them. That's that's what I've tried to do in the past. So, but well, you do understand how happy Southern Miss is to have you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs>
3: Hunter Rigg has been a big part of the pitching staff at Southern Miss, and that, of course, coached by Christian Ostrander. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com joins us. And as we thought probably would happen, uh, Patrick, uh, Christian's name is now coming up. A uh, uh, little bit of hubbub about Christian being considered for the head coaching job at Tulane. Have you got anything you could share with us about that?
5: Uh, no, not really, other than what's really been uh, reported. I'm kind of surprised. it's it's taken a year for Ostrander to really be put out there for some of these gigs. I thought a year ago we would have seen him probably uh, tied to more openings. Maybe it's just a matter of some of these jobs just making more sense uh, this time around, you know, Tulane or or possibly even at Memphis or places like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Ostrander is out there getting uh, a consideration. He's done a very good job at Southern Myth. I know a lot of people have kind of come to the belief that, you know, it, it would – it would be great if, if one day, whenever Barry decides to call the gr- uh, career that Christian's the guy that replaces him. Uh, but, uh, you know, I talked with Luke yesterday about, I mean, Tulane's of place that's always paid very well, uh, all, all the way back to like Rick Jones, they were paying him you know five hundred to $600,000 a year. Uh, so that's a, a job that pays extremely well. And uh, I know Ostrander likes it at Southern Miss, and he knows he could be able to win one day at Southern Miss, but... Uh, When opportunities and that kind of uh, uh, paycheck comes along, it's kind of hard to ignore that.
3: Uh, Protocol would be, I would assume, that Southern Miss' season would have to conclude before they would actually talk to him, or am I wrong about that?
5: Uh, It it just depends, really. I mean, that's something that's going to be handled between uh, the two schools and the two programs, uh, so it's kind of hard to say how that would play out.
3: Do we know if he is, in fact, going to talk to Tulane?
5: No, do not know. I don't have any inside info on that. Like, it, like a, it's it's really kind of a sensitive situation right now with Southern Miss hosting the regional. A lot on the, a lot on the line. I'm sure Ostrander and company really want to focus on what's there. Right. So I, I don't expect this to to happen super quickly.
1: But there is also talk that regardless of what happens uh, to. Ole Miss in the postseason this is Southern Miss show but while we're on the coaching carousel discussion that regardless of what happens to the Rebels in the postseason there's a lot of talk that that Bianco's run in Oxford may be over your thoughts on that Patrick one way or the other
5: yeah I think the frustrations mounted on this team uh, he's he's had a lot of talented teams there but he's only been to Omaha once and they've kind of uh scuffled through the postseason play kind of tight um I, I think it'd be a mistake i mean Bianco's been there the whole time they've really built a an impress something that really a lot of programs across the nation really look to but all miss in terms of fan support and the environment they have at games uh he's played a huge role in building that so it would be really difficult uh for them to let him go on a season where they got into the into the tournament which honestly i didn't think they deserve to be there uh but they are there and uh you know the fire coach in this kind of a situation just seems seems pretty harsh to me.
1: Luke Johnson, I call it the Jeff Bauer syndrome to where you look you, you might you might think you're doing the right thing, but uh, sometimes it doesn't doesn't work out the way that you would would hope that it would.
0: Yeah, I mean it it happens for a little bit and thankfully it didn't happen as soon as coach Bauer left, but yeah, I mean when you when you kind of, you know, push one guy out of Evelyn, it'll bite you back. It did in 2012. Patrick, let's talk about this regional. Um, you moving down to, uh, to Louisiana. You've uh, watched LSU this year. Of course, Barry, I mean, uh, Coach Johnson was telling us, you know, a couple hitters in, in the LSU lineup, uh, maybe potential, you know, Overall, number one overall picks. Barry came from Arizona. Mm-hmm. He's batting three he He's been kind of dinged up, and I didn't expect Coach uh, Johnson to give us a tip, but have you heard anything about Barry's availability, Cade uh, Dottie's av- availability this weekend?
5: Uh, I, I know Johnson gave an update on that on uh, that to our Leah Van here earlier this weekend. Honestly, I didn't I read that story. I've been so busy. I'm not sure. That's something I was kind of in the process of putting together a breakdown of the regional, and that's something I'll visit here in a little bit. But yeah, it's an LSU team that's had injuries to some key players here late in the year. And maybe that played a little bit of a role in, in kind of having a bumpy SEC tournament. Uh, but, you know, the LSU team I know is a team that's going to hit really well whether Barry's the lineup or not. I mean, Dylan Cruz has been outstanding all season. We all know LSU's just going to have a lineup full of juggernauts, and that's what this team is. Uh, they're going to hit hit it well, hit home runs, and uh, throughout the lineup, there's really no easy out. Uh, it, it, it's um, to me, it's on the pitching staff where LSU is somewhat vulnerable.
0: Yeah, I, I was going. I got two more questions for you. The first is LSU's pitching. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, we were talking about this yesterday. Hilliard, you know, is a good breaking ball pitcher. Who do you think you're going to throw game one? Because you know, some of the Southern Miss power hitters, they're suckers for uh, for curveballs and such. Do you think Hilliard throws game one, or are they save him for the winners bracket?
5: I think they go ahead and, and, and run with Hillier. It's just off the top of my head. I would say they go ahead and go with Hilliard because, you know, Kennesaw State's a team that can really hit it. Uh, uh, so I would expect that they're going to put their best guy on the mound and, and roll with it. Uh, they're a team that probably thinks they can kind of hit their way through and get enough pitching. Yeah. they have good depth in the bullpen. So I I, think, I would expect them to go with a regular rotation.
0: What does Scott Berry do? If if Patrick McGee is making the decision, you got Army 28 of their 31 wins or quad four, do you throw yeah. Ferris Award Tanner Hall? Do you throw Riggins? Do you throw Waldrop, or do you just leave it like it's been all season?
5: I, you know, it's I've thought about that a few times this week, and I'm not sure what I would do. I hate to be the guy I can't commit on this, but I mean, you, to me, there's not a huge gap between either, any, any either of the three guys uh, right now. Riggins seems to be probably close to his best at this moment. He's a big guy, durable guy, uh, you know, a lot of experience. Uh, he's somebody that you could trust on the mound against Army, but you put Tanner Hall out there as well. But I you know I think you win no matter who the heck's on the mound in terms of, of, of going with somebody who's reliable. You know, Waldrop's uh, not been, you know, he's been consistently good all season, uh, but, you know, he wasn't at his best last time out. Uh, Riggins was at his best. Tanner Hall looked really good. Uh, they just, you know, a couple of mistakes against UAB, and they made him pay for it. Uh, but otherwise, he was don't, you know, almost unhittable at times. So it's really tough. I mean, I, it's, it's really an unusual situation where you have three guys that you feel really good about that you could put on the mound against the Army. So, I, you know, I, I think they could go one of three, any of the three ways and be fine.
3: Hey Patrick, 30 seconds left. Fair to say the NCAA, I believe, treated Southern Miss very well. In this tournament, they gave them a tournament. It's not an easy tournament by any stretch, but certainly a winnable tournament. And they're even matched up against another tournament that, if you look at it, you would think if the Golden Eagles play their best game, who knows? I mean, they could yeah. get through this thing.
5: Yeah, I thought Stanford has a harder regional and Southern Miss does. They have Texas State and UC Santa Barbara, uh, you know, two teams that were probably in the contention to host this season. So uh, LSU is a very good team. Kennesaw State has a team ERA above six. Uh, so it's, it is a winnable regional, and even if they get through, they will be competitive against whoever comes out of Miami.
3: All right, Patrick, we appreciate you as always. Look forward to talking to you next week, bro. All right, thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, everybody, NOLA.com. What a show to mark two-hour special from Pete Taylor Park. Scott Berry, Athletic Director Jeff Mitchell, Lee Roberts, Army Head Coach, General Jeff Hammond, B.A. Valmouth, Dustin Dickerson, Reese Ewing, Beyonce and Puff Daddy? Yes, Puff Daddy will <laughs> definitely do that. Well, you and him are pretty tight, so you set that up. You and Puff Daddy.
0: Seymour's right. on the last segment, but he did not talk, so how are we no, going to pull uh, that well, off?
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. We'll be back.
2: southern miss to the top
0: as kelly was just telling us in the commercial break bat and d1 training have camps going on all summer long kelly will, will float up in there from time to time the, the one time that i've hit in uh, in the uh, bat cages he heckled me from the bench behind the batting cages bob
1: well i was also eating popcorn and <laughs> Typical baseball fan, right? Having all the answers up in the stands. Good stuff. But,
0: yeah, those batting cages over at DBAT and D1, curveballs, fastballs, top of the zone, bottom of the zone, you can work your swing however you need to. And uh, as we learned a few weeks ago, they've got big-time instructors coming back in for this summer. So, Everything there for your son, your daughter, your family, D-Bat, and D-1. All right, Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg, and Laurel, what a great show today with Coach Ryan Coe from Kennesaw State, coach of the LSU Tigers, Jay Johnson. And I did get a, a text from from Patrick McGee, guys, as we went off. It looks like Barry and Doty will be available uh, this weekend, and that is uh, from Jay Johnson. So, anyway, Southern Miss, uh, if they face LSU – uh, they'll have to face them with their best, but that's the way you want it. All right. Bob, you talked about the sellout. Uh, prices have increased on StubHub. That um, game that you were talking about, and, and remind our listeners again, the uh, the third game, which is the loser's bracket, it's been moved up. Is that what you said?
3: Right. Uh, it's going to be 12 o'clock, and then the game, if they have to play it Monday, will be at 3 o'clock.
0: All right. So that, that Saturday game, that first Saturday game now, $117 can get you a ticket. The winner's bracket game, of course, you don't even know who's going to play in that.
1: Yeah, but here we go.
0: <laughs> $198 is the, is the cheapest ticket on StubHub right now. And if you want a chair back, that was general admission, by the way. A chair back uh, is a cool 249 275 or 299 I think
3: people are getting a little carried away with themselves. Is just my opinion. But,
0: uh, but all these tickets that we talked about yesterday, Bob, they're not for sale anymore. Like, they've yeah. all gone up. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, the LSU fans are pretty rabid. Uh, if they happen to be playing in that game, there's probably no limit as to how much they would, you know, based on what they would pay for a football ticket uh, down there. So you never know what might happen. But, you know, with Kennesaw coming in here this weekend, and, and several people have asked me, well, where is Kennesaw? Well, just north of Atlanta, right? If you take the 65 north out of Atlanta, or excuse me, the, the 85 north. Out of Atlanta, you'll you'll run into Kennesaw State University. And very similar to Georgia Southern in that with all due respect to Kennesaw and Georgia Southern, just about every baseball player and student, college student in the state of Georgia wants to go to UGA, University of Georgia at Athens, as they call it over there. But it's very difficult to get into Georgia let alone be a baseball player and play at Georgia. So Kennesaw and Georgia Southern have great access to really good baseball players. Uh, and with, we mentioned the perfect game facility being built right up around the Kennesaw area, man, it's, I, I look for that program to have great success, you know, going forward. And not surprising to me that Georgia Southern is the fastest growing school in the state of, in the state of Georgia. And Bob, you were also, you know, back on that, that sellout again, the significance of this sellout cannot be cannot be understated, and here's why. Not only did it sell out, but it sold out in, in a relatively short period of time. Amazing, really. Yeah, but, but why it's important, and Southern Miss fans need to hear this, is because, look, make no mistake, college athletics is a business. And when the NCAA takes a look at how quickly Southern Miss fans primarily sold out that region, that looks really good. Going forward, if they ever had any doubt as to whether people in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a place not easy to get to by air or whatever, um, they responded in a big way. And that will be two thumbs up from the NCAA going forward. I
3: I don't I don't think there's any question about that.
1: But that's great. You know, that's really good. I don't think there's any
3: question about
0: that. All right. We got a minute left. Time of decision. Who do you throw? Friday. Against the Army, you asking me first. Whoever wants to be the man and go first,
1: I say you dance with the lady that brought you. You don't change a thing. I'm throw I'm putting Tanner Hall out there.
3: Well, I'm. I'm going to say that too. I, my guess is they're going to stick with that same rotation we saw this weekend, and that would only be you pitch Hall, you bring Waldrop in to pitch on on a Saturday, and uh, and then Briggins on Sunday. Uh, if I'm a guessing man, I'm going to guess Scott Berry sticks to the plan.
0: All right, Luke. You dance with the girl that got you there because you're you're going with three people. It's just a matter of who's out there for the first song, the second song, the third song. Oh, I like that, Luke. Riggins like that. in game one. Hall, game two.
3: Waldrop, game three. Oh, uh. We'll know soon enough, won't we? He is the first guest on the show tomorrow, so we'll ask him, and he won't answer the question. So that'll be. But we'll <laughs> go. We'll ask him. We'll ask him. Yeah, uh, we have a duty to do Scott that. Scott Barry, uh, Jeff Mitchell, Lee Roberts, General Jeff Hammond, B. A. Valmuth. Forgive me, Luke. That the name of the Jim army head Jim Foster. Haircut. Jim Foster on the set with us. We're really delighted to have. The West Point coach join us on the set tomorrow. Tom Cruise is texting me. wants to know if he can He's get He's busy it. promoting a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I hear, but yeah. I don't know. You never yeah. know. Hey, we'll be at the Pete. You're welcome to come by, say hello. We always uh, love listening, uh, hearing from you, and I hope we'll see you then. Until tomorrow at one o'clock from Pete Taylor Park, Southern Miss. To
5: the top. Time. Time. time keeps on slipping, slipping,
6: slipping. Into the
1: future I wanna fly
6: like an eagle